So we are back later in the week to continue uh, our reviews. This time we're doing the last Super Bowl or the last Super Bowl game. Another short story about football by George R. R. Martin from the early 70s. Um, we've got the same crew today, except uh, Greg couldn't make it, but we've got another guest from the forums. Welcome back, Lee. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Good. We, we, it's always good to have another expert in football. <laughs> Expert's a very strong <laughs> word. <laughs> we, we brought you in to assist the court. Well, I think you've got Here. some of us beat, so. Yeah, I think, I think in comparison to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, yeah, um, my dismal fantasy record attests. I, I think expert's very strong language. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I'm glad to be back. I'm sorry I missed that the first half of the recording. No problem. Okay, so we're covering the last Super Bowl. I guess we'll just go around uh, and give a lemon cake score. Uh, I guess starting with Lee. Uh, would you give I'd it? give it a, I'd give it a four, four lemon cakes. I thought, or four, uh, four downs. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's it's <laughs> melancholy. Uh, I, I guess for me the um, the thing that I was a little hesitant about with it was that it's a little. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly when it's published, but it, it definitely feels a little old-fashioned in some ways. But I, I enjoyed the story. I guess the rest will just be by order of devotion to football. So. Uh, well, if we're going, if we're sticking with devotion, at least to our particular team, um, this is Amber. Amber rocks on the forums. Uh, immediately after reading it, I got weepy and teary, and I gave it a five. Um, but overall, I would say probably like a like a four point two five or four and a half. It was like the the football. Half of the story was really exciting and engrossing, and the other half was kind of interesting, but it was so dated, and I kept getting pulled out of the story by, you know, just how, like, oh, this, this sounds like this particular technology you have today, and it just kind of brought me out of it a little um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. You liked it, too. I liked it more than um, the previous story. Uh, somewhere along 3.5, maybe rising to a 4. Uh, like everyone, like Lee mentioned, I, I, I like like the sort of melancholy tone. It, it's more what I kind of expect from George, rather than the sort of like I don't know, hokey's not quite right. Like the the alien football game, just a little gee whiz kind of thing. Um, it, it did feel it did feel a little dated um, and a little unbelievable at some points, but yeah. um, hmm. but overall, I, I like the tone. I like the melancholy. Uh, so three point five, maybe a four. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I, I thought it was one of those stories that it started off vaguely interesting and uh, you didn't necessarily have a, a character to latch on to, but it sort of managed to draw you in the more you read. And it just ends on such a haunting sort of lyrical final note that, it, I don't know, it just kind of elevated the whole piece for me. Um, and, you know, it's probably not as developed or as personal as some of his later fiction. I'm, I'm assuming this is like an earlier piece. Um, but I really like the use of mythic language and just the image of these mud-soaked athletes um, sort of, I guess, quote-unquote, raging against the night of the light, which is like a theme that yeah. pops up in Martin's other writing. Um, so I think I'll give it a four out of five lemon cakes uh, with the caveat that um, I only just finished it like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the early 70s. I don't have the exact date. I believe Greg looked it up. So I, I'll give it a 3.5 out of five. I thought it was a relatively good read. And I agree that elements of it were dated, uh, that being said, I th in suspects it's quite dated, but in other aspects he did. It's, it's interesting. Like I mean, he was in the early 70s and he predicted some things. Not not the end result that happened in terms of sports, but some of the technologies. It's interesting to see that perspective. And he's always been uh, 
forward-looking with you know genetic engineering and that kind of thing and tough voyaging. So yeah. it wasn't completely off the bat, but just date-wise, it was a bit off. And but I, I, I don't. I don't think it's believable. Like the end result is what would happen. Sure, and yeah. I'm not sure that he believed it either. He was just probably yeah, just yeah, speculating yeah. and just playing, just throwing things to see what if this would happen. This would happen. Yeah, but. that was okay. That was definitely my one real sort of bone to pick with the story in the end was that like, I guess I almost wish that I feel like he's too smart to have believed the sort of po- uh, point he was making. I guess, and I think the story is like worth that. But I wish he'd been a little clearer, almost somehow, in like demonstrating that he didn't necessarily believe it. You know? Mm. Yeah, and I think he had some sub points that weren't. It wasn't just the technology. I think we'll yeah. get through as we go through that he had to make. So let's jump into the story here, which is about a year from now in our time. The last Super Bowl is next year, 2016, and it's played uh, in the 832 aging fans, 12 sport writers, voice scout troop, and the commissioner of the national. Football League. That commissioner happens to be also the Boy Scout leader. I loved how <laughs> he kept throwing that in there. It was just kind of a little tiny bit of humor. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I like that. And the story basically is, as, as, as we said, it's two interweaving stories. One is the last Super Bowl and shows how like this is the end of the line. There's barely any fans, but the players are still putting up an epic fight. Interwoven with the story of how, how did things get to this point? How did it get so bad for the sports? So, I mean, there's two different ways we could do this. We could just go through it interweaving, or we could just focus on one story or the other. What would you prefer? Maybe one at a time, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. if, if we're doing it sort of people who, who may not have read it, especially since this one's a little harder to get a hold of, it, it might be, yeah. Get access to Okay, well, why don't we, we start with the uh, technological side of the story, and then sure. we'll, we'll finish with the exciting yeah. game. Okay. All right, so it, it's... I mean, the story is kind of it's retrospective in that way because you know the end result is things have got, got bad, and it starts off to show what happened first. And it, what happened first, it, it talks about some interesting issues. Like he's talking about uh, arguments are the stuff which sports are made, and, and then like when you ask somebody like what what's the best team or what's like you know what's the best fighter and what specific or best player, you'll find out where where up and like what kind of person they are. Like it shows their con- their background, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. I think it's also. It's sort of interesting because it's funny that like I actually sort of I, I've I've heard this this um, sort of thing before about how like in some ways like uh, like smartphones have brought about like the end of like bar trivia discussions and like uh, yeah. differing about like oh who is that guy in MV and stuff like that which is true though I don't know if it's mm-hmm. been quite as uh, apocalyptic as George portrays it here but it's also interesting <laughs> that he definitely he definitely touches on like an um, touches on something pretty uh, like real i guess in that way but it's also interesting that for him he what this story is is this idea of like magic computer simulations instead of more just like having all the knowledge at the tip of your fingertips Hmm. Hmm. yeah Yeah, and i mean like there's a point in like um, i think it's the third page where he says like nor question there's some questions that could be answers and questions some questions that should be answers, and there's some that they're net, not meant to be known, not meant to be answered, and I felt morning comes misfall. Hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, it really is one of those things where, uh, I mean, yeah, all you're going to do, like, you can feed in, like, every, you know, for real, every, vari- every vari- variable in the world, right? And 
but those variables are going to change constantly if, if a game is actually being played. And so even if you had like a really, really perfect or almost perfect simulation machine, like you'd wind up with, you know, like, well, in 74% of circumstances, you know, the Packers are going to win or something like that, which is just sort of like, well, that's not super interesting. It's like the, the answer um, makes the question, I don't know, the answer's not worthy of the question almost. <laughs> When I first heard I heard of the story, like the like football or the sports were dead and the computers had taken over, and I thought maybe he was going to be like, they've computers have predicted everything that will happen, and then this last football game is supposed to test the prediction or something. Uh-huh. But he himself shows that no, it's not that. It's it's like it's not really predicting anything would happen. Like that's yeah, that would be boring. It actually just shows it, and it's, sometimes it might be wrong, it might be different, but it's basically become an alternate to sports. Yeah. It's just a, like, and and they make sure that it's not completely predictable. There's upsets, but like. It varies. It's just it's just more entertaining than the actual game because all the players are good. Every team is a championship team. You don't have like a league where it's stacked with like a couple championship teams and the yeah. rest suck. And I think that might have been one of the points. Maybe if if you ask George, are you in favor of a salary cap? I think he'd say yes because it's not fun to have one team that has all of the good right. players and the rest suck. Mm-hmm. It's boring. So this is an argument for a salary cap in a in a sport. And and, and I think like a salary cap in hockey is better. It's helped uh, footballers. The NFL is actually one of the most egalitarian sports leagues because it has very, very draconian draft laws that I don't understand. Um, Michael might know more. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, like, there. I'm pretty sure there is, but please, God, don't ask me how it works. Yeah. Like, my understanding of it is basically just that, like, unlike basically all other leagues, like, unlike, like, it is genuinely true that, like, if, if you do really well, you have a really, really bad draft pick. If you do really badly, you get a really, really good draft mm-hmm. pick. And there's no other elements of chance to that. That's the whole thing. And you have to pick people through the draft, so you can't, like, sneak players other ways. And then I think there might be some kind of salary cap involved, too. Or it might just be that everybody has enough money. So at the end of the day, like... Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, at the end of the day, like, it is, like, teams do switch. Like, you know, you can have a team that was a dynasty for three or four or five years, but you can't really sustain it that much longer than that without just the like, good coaching, basically. Well, and I don't know, I don't pay close enough attention. And I know I've seen headlines about Russell Wilson, you know, going to be signing a new contract. He'll be the highest yeah. paid quarterback. And basically what that means is, okay, shit, now they're not going to have enough money to pay other good players. So it's, so there's definitely right. some form of checks and balances in there. Mm. Is no baseball like? Well, that could just be they just don't have money. Not that they have a salary cap. If only we had a machine that we could just pipe in and see if there's a salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is. Yeah, I I, I looked it up. Uh, there yeah. is a salary cap. It is currently 133 million dollars. Yes. Damn. <laughs> a year? Well, this is it's something. I mean, yeah, the yeah, draft for a contract. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's for all. And there's, yeah, well, there's the 45 team. people. I mean, each in a player gets team. a lot of money. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good. But, I mean, because drafting is only half of it. Yes, that'll help you develop a team, but, like, if you don't have a side cop, they'll just go buy all those players later. Anyways. Yeah, it's, like, it's certainly not like baseball, where, like, you know, the Yankees have individual starting pitchers who are paid more than entire teams. Like, I, I don't remember the exact statistic, but I think, like, CC Sabathia makes more money a year than all of Diamondbacks or something. There is some, like, weird, you know what I mean? Like, football doesn't have anything like that. And the other the other aspect of, of this underlying story, as it shows, like the computer started, uh, well, just the idea of simulations. He kind of he doesn't quite put it in, in the way he describes it. I mean, it would have been hard in the '70s, but he kind of talks about, I guess, either like 3D animation or like like you know like 
I guess we have that kind of it, just like simulating a game. Yeah, that that was to me was sort of like just embarrass like I mean, embarrassing is a little rough, but like the idea that that was an idea, like somebody in the film industry would be like, hey. I just had this crazy idea. Why don't we? Sim- why don't? Why don't we have animation that's photorealistic? And like everybody else at the movie studio was like, "Yeah, that would be really great if we could do that." Like that would have been saving us money for years. We wouldn't have to pay for actors either. Yeah, but I mean, was that a commonly accepted in 1970? Uh, how many people were thinking? Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, like I'm, I'm not saying that. that I'm saying it, it sort of seems dumb now. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it may not have seemed that way at all in 1970. But it was just funny the way it was presented as an idea. Like, they say that it was this one engineer, you know, whatever. Washington <laughs> and it was just like, but what an incredible the word, idea. The words that are used to describe yeah. it are very modern yeah, exactly. at that time. Yeah. Like, just like, but you can see, like, he had the idea. It just it, They didn't have, like, the words to yeah. describe it. Like, he had yeah. to, like... It actually, you know what it makes me think of? It actually seems like a better analogy for video games and, like, home yeah. Like yeah i was thinking good Madden. home cable that it does for like actual you know because like it is they, it's been a disaster for movie theaters hmm. you know and like but, yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah the lord the lords of movies <laughs> <laughs> the <lords of> <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean like that's something like there's a uh there's a connie willis uh short story or novella about uh you know basically when they hit that point technologically where they can you know actually make a, a an anime you know quote unquote cgi or animated um movie uh where it looks like the actors are real people like they're absolutely indistinguishable from filming with real people and how it just completely kills like you don't know there are no actors anymore like everything is just you know you, every you pick your own leading uh char- leading ladies leading men or whatever every movie you go to you just you know Say like, who do you want to be the romantic lead or whatever, and just pop it in. Um, and I thought that was, uh, and I imagine it was written later or whatever. But I thought that was a more believable sort of outcome to that technology yeah. than the idea that people wouldn't uh, watch uh, live sports anymore. Well, common to both of these situations, you'd think like there's a certain personality element to players and or to actors that would be lacking when it's just all generated. You think. That would keep some some interest there. People yeah. like their celebrities; they like their heroes, and they like yeah, their like... celebrities. Like you know, like and there's mm. there's a, an element of like like a, a real modern day like city versus city sort of a thing. And again, like I'm yeah. civic right. Pride I'm more of a college or, or football fan uh, anyway, and so for that especially, it's like you know, it's I don't care about like the UT team from 1963 versus like like <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, but like right now, today, you know, who has better, you know, who has, who can field a better team is a lot yeah. more interesting than, than that. Well, but I think whatever sport you like, you still would have, I would have loved the... to see this team play that one. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have that stuff yeah. as well. Um, again, like that was yeah. the thing. Like, I don't think that, that he's, ne- that it's necessarily wrong to think that the, uh, the simul, whatever his simulation computer was called. Um, I don't think it's wrong to think that that would be super successful. I just don't. I just can't imagine it. Like it would, it would come to exist alongside. Like not, uh, it wouldn't replace it. Hmm. Well, it's a good point it that it of... almost forecasts ideas of you know streaming video and video games and things like that, rather than replacing you know sports stadiums. It's all these other things that people are attracted to that makes it so successful. Yeah. Yeah, I like that he well, did think... clearly think about it. Like it wasn't as it wasn't as sort of. 
like, oh no, computers, as I sort of thought it would be at the start of the story. Like, the idea of, like, being able to pick your teams, the teams you watch, like, that is an interesting concept. So... And it's a, it's a good comparison with movie theaters, like the idea of the movie theater being this special place that people congregate to is becoming less and less relevant yeah. as, as streaming becomes so much easier. The, you know, the idea of reproducing video reproduction is like the death of this. It, it takes sort of the varnish off something like a movie theater um, where yeah. you can just watch it anywhere. It, it kind of reminded me in a way of The Matrix how, yes, there's the possibility that that this outcome in this story would happen, but at the same time, people are always going to be people. Like there's always going to be that element where you can try and make it perfect, but people aren't going to be satisfied. So you always have to keep that human element of surprise in it. Like even if they were, you know, completely using CGI for actors for every movie, it seems like you would still have to have actors laying down like tracks in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't think, think it's, people would stand for it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that you're right. Ultimately, I I imagine that people would still want to see those new actors and things like that. Yeah. Um, but acting isn't necessarily required in this scenario where they're just carrying out move, movements. It's not like they're delivering dialogue yeah. or performances or anything. They're just yeah. playing. You know, it's not like yeah. when you're watching a sports, when you're watching football, you know, the camera might occasionally zoom in on a player, but most of the time it's a bird's yeah. eye view sort of scenario. So it wouldn't matter that much, I think, to people. But does a simulation, like, does a player ever get mad and, like, punches coach? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They would do that probably. Yeah, does the computer really take that into account? Like, maybe, yeah. but, like, you want those kinds <laughs> of personalities and you want them, you know, displayed and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, I guess they are to some extent, but, yeah. Or millions or billions of configurations that you could be. If they're killing sport, then you've got, what, like 100 years of baseball and 60 years of football. Like, eventually, those tweaks are going to get boring yeah, for people exactly. to to watch. Yeah. No, but they can, I mean, it, it can make new players. Yeah. They can make, they can make new teams. Like, it's, it's unlimited. And it's like the size of the city. Like, that was one of the other things. Yeah. Like, it just it, it kept more powerful. It just gets it bigger, bigger and bigger, yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of like the internet. Like, I mean, I guess it just parallels more just like the TV cable, well, I mean, cable that they had there. But it was interesting that you get the home unit and it would, like, come to you at home. It would be sent to you over, like, the wires or something. Hmm. But, uh, so the, the one sub-issue I talked about, like, that you could extract is maybe a view on uh, uh, salary cap. But the, another issue, like... There is like he says one of the reasons why like people easily switched over is because a whole generation had grown up without the chance to be able to watch the game like in person like nobody could afford to go to a Super Bowl and they never got that experience and I wonder if that's also like criticism of like how how expensive tickets are or how it's it's harder to see the game than it was before. Well, yeah, with the Super- and I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. With the Super Bowl, at least, um, it's actually pretty famous for always being very quiet. No fans go because all the tickets are for corporate sponsors. Like it's um, if you pay if you pay close attention when you're watching, you'll notice that it's it's very quiet. There's no like fan noise, and it's because it's just like it's there are very few actual fans who make it to the game. It's a lot of like contest winners and you know corporate retreats and boxes and stuff like that. So it, it is very different from a normal football game. And tickets are pretty expensive. Um, like the, I know that the waiting list for season tickets for the the Philadelphia Eagles is like twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's certainly it's hard to get. I mean, fo- football tickets are more expensive than than other sports generally, but I mean it's also 
you know, if you want to go to a game a season or something like that, it's it's not ridiculous. I mean, no, no, it's it's not like it's out of the reach of the common man or something. <laughs> um, yeah, just, to, uh, to go to football. but the Super Bowl is oh, the Super like, the I mean, Super Bowl I mean, absolutely is. is the Super Bowl is yeah. that's certainly true. But I mean, it's I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Lee said, there's only so many people they can fit in there. Sure, too, exactly. So th- that's one. Yeah. Thing. I mean, yeah. And, and that that yeah. might be what sort of Martin yeah. is suggesting. You know, the idea of following a team is very much tied to, I guess, location and like culture and all that. Like you you support the team yeah. that that you grew up in. But when there's this big separation where the people who grew up in those places can no longer attend those games because they're such sort of ivory tower things that only the very wealthy can attend, people who probably don't even follow the teams in that sort of passionate way, then there's kind of that separation between the passion of the fan and the spectacle itself. Yeah. I mean, there are there certainly professional American sports teams that play at a stadium that's that empty. Um, the, the, mm, yeah. the Marlins, the Florida Marlins, have which I mean, that's baseball, but like they, they played a totally empty stadiums. Um, when Roy Halladay pitched a perfect game, there were less than 5,000 people in the stands. <laughs> and, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was just Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think it also it reflects, I mean, it, yeah, you could afford to go to one game, but, but the player salaries and everything have gone so high that it's harder to go to many yeah. like it was before, before you could go to. Well, many I mean, I, I guess, I mean, but it's almost more, um, I, I mean, I think the money is, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, um, uh, sorry, uh, I can't think of a thing uh, where you, there's only a certain amount of things, and so the price goes up. I sound like a, an idiot. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Like it's yeah, it's fine demand. Sorry. Okay. Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, there's just more people, right? And the stadiums aren't any bigger, so of course price goes up, you know, commensurate with that. But yeah. the same number of people are going to these games. Uh, the population is bigger, obviously, but the same number of people are going to these games because it's the same, you know, 80 or 100,000 seat stadiums. I mean, so it's it's not like fewer people are getting to go. That's I mean, true. Yeah, it, it might not be so much a criticism, but just like you know, lamenting that's the fact. They just that's what happens. Can't be the same. Yeah. And again, obviously, I have to stand up and say, you know, college football is much purer, and people should. <laughs> that's all fans. No. You're a true Texan. <laughs> if I were, yeah, yeah, really, I should be talking about high school football. Probably, but. <laughs> yeah. The description itself, like, was interesting. Just he kept using the term "lords of sport" and like how they gone fat and lazy yeah. and rich and whatever. And yeah, so he had maybe had a bone pe- to pick with the lords of sport. <laughs> it's a funny, uh, it's a funny phrase. It's pretty yeah. cheesy, but thank you. It's it almost, certainly it's almost captures like, what he's trying to say. Yeah, it's almost like this kind of Mad Max Two type language where this kid is has heard stories about the last Super Bowl and is retelling it to his yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one more question on this half of the story. Is like even if you accepted this change happen, I feel like things like the Olympics would still exist because the Olympics are like a reflection of uh, not just like I mean it's not just national pride but the power of your country. You yeah, again, I, you just had a yeah. computer. Yeah, really I agree. I agree completely. It. I think the Olympics for sure. I think. Sorry, college football, uh, again, for sure, would be like that. I mean, like high school football, college football, I don't see any reason that... People are still playing exactly. sports. They're still yeah, playing, yeah. and they're all like slobs sitting there right. watching it. It's just like they don't want to watch yeah. other people. That's what he says, too. They played tennis and golf, but they didn't want to watch yeah. other people. Well, the, the one thing the story makes me think, though, is that like I end up thinking, like, huh, like at a certain point, they're going to be like, you know what, Like we maybe want some new famous teams, and suddenly all the simulcasts, like... 
start their own sort of like league just to get like more players and you sort of end up because like at the end of the day you will eventually they will eventually want new content basically you know they want they want fresh yeah. fresh stories to tell yeah and i think that there's only so much you can do with uh like they can randomly generate new players but yeah, I think that people, I think that one of the reasons that people like the the new simulated games is that uh, it's still all the old players that they love, kind of thing, right? Like you can be a Joe Montana fan or something. Well, not in this story because it was seventy five, but uh, <laughs> you could be a Johnny Unitas fan or whatever for your entire life, uh, or you know forever, and he would play forever. Um, but you could love that one guy. Um, and I, but I think that eventually uh, you would want uh, to have a new person that actually had personality and wasn't you know randomly generated yeah. or something. And it's sort of asking this question like, why do people watch sport? Do they watch it for the statistics, for to see their team you know represent them and win, or do they almost watch it for the narrative? Like that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter whether it's real or fake or whatever. They just want to see the sort of I don't know the story unfold. And if that's on a movie screen with actors or CGI, it doesn't matter because all they want is that spectacle. That's what sort of fulfills them. Yeah. Well, just the, the that that parallel story that you you meant that you mentioned that in terms of like no actors anymore and just movies, I I, I probably would, I would watch that. Like it, it doesn't make a difference to yeah. me when I'm watching a movie if it's a real person yeah. or not. Like it's not real anyways. Right. That person, and I think I think actors are paid too much anyways. So well, I, I feel like it's yeah. different with actors because <laughs> there is so much brought by the actor just in their face, their little you know intricacies of their expressions and stuff. But I don't. Well, they can do all of that in the computer. Well, clearly they can't because like, <laughs> you watch the right, Polar but, I mean, Express just, and it's like just, looking at a dead thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just a technological future, argument. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah I mean, but even just, you know, what the actor is feeling on the day or, you know, it's, it's all on screen. It's something a computer can't take into account. It's a human thing. Uh, I, I mean, eventually, can, I mean, you know, I'm a futurist yeah. or whatever. I think eventually they'll be able yeah. to do that um, and the computers will be able to turn in the kinds of perf- uh, you know performances that people can turn in. <laughs> They'll be winning Oscars. <laughs> the first computer win- wins the Oscar. Yeah. That'll be the turning point. The, the battle of the, yeah. the theater. <laughs> well, we are seeing people like Andy Serkis, kind of these motion capture performances, which are pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. But again, I think you need the expression beneath, yeah. the performance beneath. But here's the thing. Like, it can't just be ones the, and zeros. You won't be able to... Like, there'll be no more panels and things. Like, to go, like, go to Comic-Con and have like the actors show up. You'll have a like, computer sitting there. And like, there's no personality behind yeah. it. So that side well, aspect would be gone. But I, but I would still watch it for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, I can see it more for a movie than for a sport. Yeah, I think for a movie, it's it's yeah. more believable. I mean, and again, like, I think that you know, uh, at some point we will get there. Technological, techn- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> in terms of technology. Michael had an old football injury. He's football, <laughs> so just to excuse him. Okay. So, and, and yeah, I guess. Well, the, there is that third aspect, that we, the third issue, or the third issue or idea that comes up is, yeah, just what's real, real versus simulated, and when does it matter? Like, I mean, like, is it right now? I could go watch FIFA and have a game played, but I find it boring yeah. just because it doesn't. Look I mean, real, I don't. Just, I, I want the real. Well, thing. for me anyway, uh, in terms of you know, act, like the video game simulations, is that I think that yeah. the thing that always bothers me, and it bothered me in this story too, but. You know, I'm giving it a pass because whatever, the technology is better. But, like, it's ridiculous to try to, like, take a player, especially one who's been dead for 20 years or whatever, and be like, no, these are his exact stats. This is him exactly. It's like, well, it's your opinion of what that guy is like. 
right? And so like yeah, half the debate is is what was his stat? Like what what is it, real ability? Exactly. Yeah. Who, who the hell knows? Yeah. 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 But but it it, it it wasn't this story wasn't that like sport completely predicted everything and it wasn't worth watching the real thing it was just it was more entertaining right exactly to watch this because the first one I wouldn't accept it completely predicted right but that could have been a story it could have been like the computers have predicted that like this score is going to be twenty one like seventeen or something and now there's no point in playing it and in fact I kind of initially thought that let's switch into the actual like last Super Bowl story and what happened okay. there because at times like. The score started one way, and then the Packers started to dominate it, and then it kept saying, like, the, everyone in the stands started to relax and stuff. And I was like, why, why did they start to relax? Like, were they expecting a certain score? Like, why does it keep saying Well, that? yeah, I guess so many of them were sports. I, I think when he kept saying, like, they started to relax, he was referring more to the, to the sportscasters, who I guess, if theoretically... Uh, you know, had made predictions and then were expecting their <laughs> predictions to happen, and so oh, that's true. Yeah, because well, they did write about it. Earlier, yeah, but it was, they had yeah. they had don't predicted. They already, don't they already know who's going to win based on computer? You know, the computer um, prediction. No, but no, the computer analysis. would do. The one time, the one time that it was mentioned uh, when they were trying to do computer analyses before games, they said they were always wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't. And I don't. I don't imagine that changed because I mean. I thought that was on purpose. Like, uh, I don't think so. No. Like, I think they were just they were, they were wrong. Oh, okay. I think that hmm. it, there's just too many variables in a in a real real world game yeah. to to try to. I mean, that's it's. Ridiculous. I kind of took that repetition of them, you know, kind of being relieved as all I. What you said, Michael, that like they just were wanting their prediction come true but at the same time it kind of seems like what you want is an upset what you want is some crazy yeah. thing that will keep your job uh that will keep your job that there's some point to to being an actual sportscaster that you can't always predict what's going to happen well i sort of read it as like at that point the computer had become evolved enough that it was actually able to predict um i mean obviously it's sci-fi but it was able to predict you know with 100 percent accuracy the outcome of any game based on statistics and players and whatever and these people were basically this was their sort of last go to see if if the computer was right and, and they were watching and they knew that the packers were supposed to win and i guess i don't know like yeah. if they did win they made the right decision and they could sort of yeah. let go of football you know real football once and for all but uh, you know the ultimate goal, I guess, was if the um, other team, the Jets, won, then maybe the computers could have been proven wrong. So that was yeah. the goal. But didn't. No, I, I yeah, thought, I, I don't think that was... that was that was it too. But it yeah. maybe not. Like, okay. I, okay. Yeah, that could have been a story. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. right. That could have yeah. been a, a story, but I don't think it was this one. I mean, in this one, it was sort of yeah. it was all very uh, like yeah, the NFL was done, right? Like it didn't matter yeah, what happened. Even early in the uh, the story, it says it had begun long ago when someone decided to settle an old argument. I thought that that was talking about this final Super Bowl game. They're going to have like a bet and see what happens, but it wasn't. It's was just, it was just showing how the whole story started. Well, that, in terms of the that's what I really like about the story is that at the end. It doesn't like that. Yeah, there isn't any stakes on this game. There's nothing like fancy about it. It's not the final. It's not like they're they're trying to save football. It's not like a sports movie. You know, it's just it's the last game, and everyone wants to have it be a good one. And in the end, it, it yeah. goes out with kind of a whimper. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, to have that upset, to have that final play, would have been the best way to end it, and it doesn't. 
doesn't get there. But it, are the Jets and Giants both uh, George's favorites? Um, it's the Jets and the Packers. Um, no, no, he loves the Jets. The Giants. No, oh, George sorry, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. The Jets are one yeah. of his favorites. Because it's funny because both times they make it, they're always the underdogs, yeah. and the Giants are like mediocre, and they yeah, both yeah. lose. <laughs> both these teams lose in the story. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> but like, so the actual last Super Bowl has the Packers, right? As, as you said, I believe had. Uh, Won the first mm-hmm. move also was appropriate. Yeah, they were there. Right. They yeah. moved against the Jets, who had also had moved. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Chiefs. So yeah. yeah. Even I know from like his <laughs> uh, not a blog that George always talks about how defense wins championships. So the Packers have like, mm-hmm. a powerful yeah. defense. Yeah. Offense is, is showable. Uh, the Jets have a, have Kevin Keith Lancer, and they have a good offense. But I could kind of be like, oh, okay, defense is probably going to win because yeah, that's what he favors. Um, and so, yeah, they have the classic confrontation, offense against defense, one brilliant man against a smoothly oiled machine, one lone hero against a horde of monsters. It's very romantic, which I think sports certainly can be, but I feel mm. that right off the bat, you know, from him counting the number of people in the in the stadium, the weather was kind of drizzly and yucky. Um, mm. it, it does mm. lend such a romantic kind of melancholy, as yeah. you said, air to it. And it is very melancholy. Yeah, sorry. I was just gonna, it makes you think of there's a famous George Carlin bit about football and how it's this wet, cold, industrial game that's played at like the worst season of the year. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's complimentary too. Like he's not like it's not a George Carlin liked football, but it's it, it, this makes me think of that a lot. You know, it's the I loved it. I thought it's a really it's a great ending. Yeah, and it is very melancholic, and the stadium is almost like this sort of dying beast. It's not. It hasn't been. You know, stadiums are often like the thing that gets destroyed during a a disaster or something. But here, it's not destroyed. Yeah. It's sort of just abandoned, and it's just this crumbling sort of Greek amphitheater that that uh, people have just lost interest in, and they've forgotten it's, it's sort of memories and its histories, and it's just been abandoned. And it's, it's sort of yeah, weirdly tragic in that that Martin-esque kind of way, like the. What's that place in um in Essos like the Sorrows or something? That city that's been abandoned and it's like mist and shrouded and yeah. the uh, was it the festival city and, and Tyrion you can hear the sort of songs and the laughter mm. and yeah. the sort of dark silence. Hmm. Yeah, dying of the light, as you said, it's kind of has that themes. There's one thing I'm going to mention here. I forgot to mention in the earlier discussion was uh just the situation where the lords is fort they, they're losing and they switch over trying to like sue yeah. them and stuff and then they fail out. That, that was, I think that's what would happen, and it's happening in movies, too. I think, yeah, I think that would absolutely happen. Yeah. I think it would have happened. I mean, the NFL is pretty voracious, I think, about stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, it would have happened yeah. immediately. As soon as anybody tried to use yeah. anybody's fucking logos, like, the NFL would have gone bananas. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it was on the radio or somebody wrote a fan fiction or whatever it was. Yeah, but, like, yeah, they would yeah, have gotten nuts about their, their logos and stuff. Yeah. 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 But the, the courts used the fact that the they hadn't objected during the radio yeah. stuff earlier against them, and it was interesting because I, I mean that's kind of like George's argument against fan fiction too. It's like you kind of have to you gotta always object watch even if you don't care, shit, just yeah. just to hold on to your copyright. Right. Yeah. So that was interesting. But anyways, back to the story here. I think Michael, you you found either an error or you, you had a question about. Uh, there was uh, there was down. a strange thing in the very first um the very first Green Bay egg, uh, Green Bay Drive. I think they the it says they. Sorry, I'm not on the page anymore. Um, but it was they drove down to around the 35, and then, yeah, um, blah, 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 Packers, before the drive finally bogged down around the 35. The field goal attempt was wide. The Jets took over on their own 20. 
And I usually you would take over where the at the spot the other team was when they missed the field goal. So I thought Which that was odd. Hurt. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why that would be. But mm. was there a rule change since back then? I don't know. Or? I didn't try to look it up, but. No, that's a pretty old rule. I mean, I think it's probably just a typo. Hmm. Would he have forgotten to put in a kick return or something? Like after they, the failed field they, goal, do they just they miss the, yeah? It's, it's just goal. like it's just like yeah, it's just like failing to convert on fourth fourth down. Like they just take yeah. the ball oh, over. Oh, so you just was. start there. Yeah. yeah, it went wide and they took over. Oh, yeah. it does, Michael, it does say near the thirty-five. It does near say 30, near the thirty-five, but like also it's you feel. Yards. Yeah, and you feel pretty yeah. stupid missing a twenty uh, field goal from the twenty. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was raining, so I mean, it's not impossible. But like you're you're gonna, it's more likely you're gonna miss a field goal. Um, and it's not a thirty-five yard field goal because you have to add the things. But so it's like. For, Okay, well, maybe George will give us an answer. It's just a typo or yeah. something. It's probably just a typo. But it, it's interesting. You caught that? All right. Um, uh, I'm looking at a list of NFL rules changes. So in 1994, it says, All field goals attempted and missed when the spot of the kick is beyond the tarred line. The defensive team taking possession will get the ball at the spot of the kick. Based on the fact that that's a rules change, it looks um, like maybe hmm. they did. They used to just get it to the 20. 20. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Nice. There you go. There we go. Yeah, I'll explain. Right. Yes. <laughs> Good work. So the Packers are like you know expected to win, and the Jets are underdogs. And the... initially, who gets ahead? No, well, the Jets actually get yeah. ahead. The underdogs get ahead early on because uh, Keith Lancer keeps doing all these different throws and stuff. And uh, oh yeah, so tell me what a blitz is exactly. Um, What's a blitz play? A blitz is basically just when you go for the quarterback. Like instead of so like instead of um, like you're always sort of going for the quarterback, but it means that if I and correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, I'm definitely could be wrong. You don't even really try to cover the running backs or the wide receivers or anybody. You just like everyone charges straight forward. You smash so, through the defense. And you yeah, smash I mean the the, de- the defense is always making decisions about like you know how much pressure they want to put on you know the receivers or stopping the running game or pressuring the quarterback. And if you're putting a lot of pressure or putting a lot of uh, emphasis or a lot of uh, your resources on stop on trying to get to the quarterback, then that's a blitz, which is what Lee said it was. You're going to you're sending Mm -hmm. extra defenders uh, through the line to try to hit the quarterback before you can throw instead of, say, you know, putting those guys uh, backing those guys out and having them try to intercept passes or stop running backs or whatever. So the, the appeal of it is basically that, like, if it works, you knock the quarterback down and maybe even go from, like, first and 10 to, like, second and 15 because you push right. them back further. The, the risk, of course, is that you are not covering the actual offense as well. And so you give the quarterback an opening to maybe, like, get a good pass in or maybe a running back is going to slip by the two or three people you left sort of behind, you know? Well, so on the second, the... Let's. He doesn't have the ball anymore. You can't touch him, right? Right. Yeah. But then you have like a second before that. Like, is there not like a second transition time? Like, if you're already in the air going at him. Oh, or, sure. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, there's the, basically. I mean, that's true. It's um, the rules are a little bit fluid. And a couple of times in this story, uh, the the Packers got penalties for either hitting the quarterback late or hitting him too hard. Um, yeah. 
quarterbacks are sort of given a special protected position because they're vulnerable because they're paying attention to something yeah. else. Um, and so, but like, if it's they're kind legitimate, of to the exactly. Other players. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's my question. Yeah. Is like, is I hate I hate it when like a sport. Like the purpose of a player is just to injure another player. Sure. Like is, is that only a secondary purpose, or the, the? I mean, it seems that whenever that happens, like yes, we've injured their quarterback. I'm like, why can't you beat them regularly? You have to injure the sure. player to do it. Like, is that? But is that common in football? Uh, uh, I mean, that's a pretty bad sportsmanship to try to deliberately yeah, injure like, somebody. And I, I mean, I don't think I, I don't know. Pretty, pretty rarely do, do fans, I feel like, act happy when they've when they've managed when they've injured somebody um <laughs> it's certainly and again like football is getting a lot of publicity lately or the nfl especially football in general um is getting a lot of publicity lately about uh you know long-term effects of of concussions and and various things like that mm. and so the nfl is definitely on a, a safety kick at the moment uh yeah. trying to make sure that people don't get hurt as much um it's so, really like it, yeah. it doesn't have the stuff like in hockey. There are those players whose like their whole job is just to hit you, and like yeah. you don't really have yeah. bruisers like that in football. No. But at the same time, like football is a game where the quarterback is gonna get injured. Like you know what I mean? Like he's if it's gonna happen, he's the quarterback's probably like two hundred pounds, and if you have some, if one of the linemen hits him, he's p- going to get hurt, and it may not be someone's fault. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can get the uh, the intimidation factor, mm-hmm. which is fine. You're trying to make you're definitely trying to scare him for sure. Faster. Yeah, yeah. But like, if your only goal is to actually like no, like, like yeah, the, the, a, a blitz, like, a blitz. Yeah, yeah. Like a blitz it. has a different purpose. I mean, the blitz you're trying to hit the quarterback in the backfield so that they lose yards instead of gaining yards. Like, right. there's a it's a totally legitimate, uh, not not a scare tactic or anything like that. It's just yeah. a trying to, you know, make them lose yards instead of gain yards. What would be illegitimate would be purposefully like, oh, he's thrown it, and then you smash into him anyway, and then afterwards try to yeah. say, like, it was too late to stop. That would be right. illegitimate. That that, yeah. that could happen on any play, not just the Sure. Boards. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a – yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously – I mean, that's a referee call for, you know, roughing the passer or uh, personal foul or, or various yeah. things like that. And, like I said, there, there are actually a couple of those um, – uh, what's his name? Lancer does get uh, hit badly a couple of times, and and they get penalties uh, called against the Packers. So. Well, the other thing is also those are you also like you can you might try to do that, but it's it's not necessarily a great idea because they'll hit you back. Like, and the team is protective of the quarterback. Earlier this season, yeah, um, the Redskins had a really late hit on Foley, the Eagles' quarterback, and it ended up starting like a pretty big brawl between the linemen. Because they were like the Eagles were furious because it's not sportsmanlike, um, and because the Redskins mm-hmm. and Eagles were sort of old rivals, there was already a lot of like bad blood. So it's not it's not common and it's not encouraged. Yeah, yeah. The Jets were doing well early, uh, but then Packers came back and eventually Lancer gets injured, so he goes off before halftime, I believe. Okay, so Packers are way ahead, twenty four seven. People are leaving like the the, the stadium, and uh, you think that was it, but no. I did, the Jets are coming back. I did think it was kind of funny, like almost a little awkward to be reading about football play by play, because in your it, it the way it's written, it sounds exciting, and you know things are happening, and I'm trying to read it in this you know heightened pace, but at the same time I'm trying to pay attention because there's numbers and things involved that I don't necessarily follow very easily, so it was just kind of this strange. 
it's strange to read a play-by-play of football when everything happens so fast in real life and you're reading it at the pace of what your brain can understand or my brain. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Hmm. It's still kind of by the the final plays it got exciting, but... Yeah, I don't really know the rules of American football at all, but I still found it exciting just like... You know, the two gladiators kind of just smashing into each other and passing the ball back and forth. So I think it still worked on sort of excitement level. Yeah. And just the imagery of yeah, the I mud being... I appreciate being... there's a lot of strategy as well, right? Like, even I don't know what's going on a lot of times, there's there's a lot of strategy mm. in the game. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought the, the um, you know, excitement of the game came through relatively well. Yeah. Well, he, he has all this... Perhaps over-the-top descriptions sometimes, but if, like it's just like these, the forefront came, like roaring like demons out of hell mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's pretty epic. and just the environmental sort of <laughs> aspects so the mist and the rain and the yeah. field just being churned up into mud by these by these yeah. warriors is very epic i think so does this does the time stop when the ball goes out like or is it, is um basically the time um if if you go out of bounds with the ball or if a pass is yep. incomplete uh the ball the, the clock will stop if you are tackled inside the field, okay. then the clock will continue to roll. Yeah. Oh, so that's why they're going exactly. slower. Like, yeah. You know, when it's a tackle. So the Packers so are. If you're if you're ahead, then you run the ball a lot and try to run the clock out. Um, yeah. Whereas, uh, like they were saying in that last Jets drive, uh, it was all like sideline passes because you need the guy to go out of bounds. Right. Yeah. Well, and so is, they scored. They were. Is, is there a two-minute thing? There are other things. There are other things that stop clocks. Uh, when the quarter changes, obviously. Yeah, timeouts. Yeah, timeouts obviously will stop yeah, a clock. Using. Uh, at the two-minute warning, I think the clock stops, which is just the last two minutes of the uh, second quarter, last two minutes of the fourth quarter, um, and then I think when the quarters change, the clock stops. Things like that. But. Yep. So they scored. They came close, uh, but there's like a minute left, and they're going to kick, and suddenly it starts raining like crazy. You know, and it gets muddy. And uh, because of that rain, I guess, in the mud, they were actually able to get the ball back at the... Uh, where did they get it? About halfway to the field, or... No. It's, uh, uh, what are we, are we talking about, the onside kick, or...? Yeah, the very... Yeah, the, the onside, onside kick, kick, they would have gotten the ball close to... Uh, so, I mean, an onside kick, you're kicking very short, so you're going to get it pretty close to where yeah. you kicked it from, which is... There we go. Near, near the yeah, 50. Yeah, be like, yeah, 40 or something like that. Yeah, it's raining. It's hard to get there, but somehow they just keep passing. Cup getting close with a few seconds left to get there. Lance gets the ball. He tries to run it in, I think, right? Yeah. And uh, then somebody takes him out. That's it. Yeah. They should have scored, but they didn't. It's a very play. It's a very George R. Martin ending. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. And then Lancer helps up the person who took him down, and then like he smiled to hide the tears. So and so strangely did the Packer. Yeah, because this is the last game. They're not going to play again, and then they they're leaving the, the stands around. Yeah, I love that pit. Yeah, just the, the rhythm of the of the paragraph. So sort of yeah, lyrical and and um mm. yeah, melancholic. Well, mm-hmm. well, and you're kind of going along, and you're reading about the lures of sport, and at least from this time frame, you know, it seems a little cheesy and like oh that wouldn't really happen. But at the end of the day, what they're fighting for is this human competition, you know, where everybody's trying to be the best and and it's just so kind of visceral and fundamental to what it is to be a human. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, 
I, I actually. And no one cares. I, yeah. I, I a lot. Sorry. Um, yeah. There was a thing where it mentioned something about how some, you know, one of the, like, the game that really killed it was when there was this really boring Super Bowl. And the thing is, what I liked about that is that, like, I think boring games are important. Like, they happen a lot. Boring games are what make exciting games exciting. Like, it's just like. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was but worth that, thinking about. It's, it's better when that's the regular season if it's just more boring stuff and then the, the, like the playoffs or whatever are more exciting. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, like all the computer-generated games, people preferred them because there were those more exciting plays, but at some point, to kind of resetting the yeah. public consciousness of what makes a great game. Oh, there were five turnovers in that game, so totally boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah. They, do say, they do say in the, um, the simulated games still had... Uh, boring games they were just slightly fewer and yeah. slightly less boring yeah so i mean it was really just more a matter of uh you never want the actual super bowl to be boring yeah i mean, I mean you, you never want, i don't know i mean you never want any game to be boring but there are boring games yeah. no but i can i can see the argument of like that needs to be argu- I mean, even, the, even the computer has it but like do you really need the super bowl to like one year be boring I mean, for the next one no but like last year the super bowl no, was super very boring are often boring yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I i almost I never give it boring. Like, I mean, it's pretty common. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it part of it to, like, I guess it's having people around you and hanging out? And well, yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl has become chatting. a, you know, sort of a holiday thing here. But it's got, it's, it's got more of an advertisement with the gameplay between it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I almost am never it, particularly interested in the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. It is sort of presenting a very sort of gluttonous idea of what the public is, that they need constant source of amusement and, and highs and all these things from, from their uh, viewing, I guess, their movies and television and sports and all that. They need that constant rush. Um, they're not sort of content with, with anything else. I kind of pictured everybody as Wally. Like, you know, the the big <laughs> people who just, they never want to leave their chairs. They just yeah, well, no, they exactly. still play tennis and golf. Constant stimulation. That's true. Yeah. It's pretty... When, when is the last time the Jets and uh, Giants have won? Uh, the Giants won in the 90s. Oh, no, no they the won Giants recently. Won. They beat the, the, yeah, they beat the Patriots or whatever. The Giants won in 2011, yeah. They beat the Patriots. Uh, okay. It was the worst Super Bowl ever. I had to watch. The <laughs> uh, to the, yeah, 2011 season, 2012 was the uh, the game. Well, it's because the Patriots didn't diff the balls. Then. Yeah. Well, I've always hated the Patriots, <laughs> I and I that. also hate the Giants. So it was a rough year to be in New England and watch that. <laughs> um, the last time the Jets won was 1968. Oh wow! Is that wow. Joe Namath? Uh, yeah, that Oops. was Joe Namath. The Man. Jets are terrible. They've only been once. <laughs> And that, and that, yeah, it was just John Amos, I guarantee it. Wow. Yeah, right. Is that when they were at the Super Bowl, or did they win? They won. Joe Namath uh, was their quarterback, and he guaranteed a victory, uh, like, two days before. Mm. (laughs) It was, he's, Joe Namath's a pretty funny guy, but uh, (laughs) he was, like, laying on a lounge chair, you know, swims, just swim (laughs) trunks on. You know, big curly chest hair, gold chain, uh, reporters reporters all around him, and he's like, yeah, I guarantee it, we're going to win. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. 
But yeah, the Giants and well, that's one of those ones where it looks great when you're right, but if you're wrong, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the good. same time, like <laughs> I don't think anybody would be talking about Joe Namath in 1968 if he'd lost, right? Like his like it would have gone down, you know, the record books or whatever. The, but but like nobody would remember it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Do we have anything else to say? No. Or um, I think I'm all good. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't know how much tolerance people have for more field goal rules trivia but um (laughs) actually so it was it was only prior to 1974 which is right around the time the book came out or the story came out that missed field goals resulted in the opposing team getting possession on the 20 um the 1994 rules change that i mentioned changed it from the uh, opposing team taking possession at the spot of the kick instead of at the line of scrimmage So just for the uh, football rules pedants out there. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I think it was seven. Wait, before seventy four, it would, would, would have worked. So yeah, before seventy four, the rule was as described in the story. Uh, yeah, and I think this was written. Yeah, it was published in seventy five, but yeah. There we go. Yeah. So there you go. It just it yep. fit there. Hmm. All right. Well, I have to. I think I have to go. It seems yeah. like we're all finished, but yeah. Just just as a completion, like so. So what are you? Is anyone watching the Super yes. Bowl? Yes. What's I have to work. I will be watching. Uh, and Amber, I guess, is watching. I will be watching and drinking from probably about 11 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and who, who's, who's in the final now? Like, what are the two teams? Maybe I'll actually watch. Seahawks <laughs> and the Patriots. Yeah, it's the Seahawks and the Patriots. So, oh, the Seahawks are actually there. Yeah, I will okay. be rooting oh, for the Seahawks because I hate the Patriots. Yay! Yeah, everybody <laughs> hates the Patriots, but I've, I'm feeling like everybody hates the Seahawks now, too, so... I don't hate the Seahawks. A little cocky. Yet. little cocky. <laughs> but they're hurt. And when's the last time the Seahawks won? Last year. Last. But before okay. that, so then, yeah. they had Probably been to never. the Seahawks once and no, had they never won. Yeah. Had... So you got to try to get that back-to-back yeah. thing. Exactly. Get, get into the record books there. Because what is it? It's the whole thing that nobody's had a back. Nobody's even been back-to-back, let alone won back-to-back in what, 10 years, I think. And the Patriots were the last to do that. Yeah. It's hard so, to do. The so, NFL is a lot more even than most leagues. Yeah, that's true. It is hard. So um, I didn't even consider, and this, I just kind of assumed that everybody was picturing this game as the NFC Championship that happened two weeks ago. Um, so just to, to share, I mean, if you, you didn't follow that <laughs> game at all or anything. So it was the Pack and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks uh-uh. were playing shitty the whole time. And the, and the Pack, you know, people were actually leaving the stadium, and we've got clearly rabid fans here. Um, and then in the last, what was it four minutes? Yeah. I don't know, something uh, like the that. Packers, the Packers blew a bigger lead uh, in that game than they did in this game. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty Packers completely. So that's why you were like, I'm not really talking about that. It was essentially almost kind of the same game with a different outcome. You know, you're losing the whole game, and then in the last, like, sense of the game, something, some amazing miracle happens, but instead of. Um, hmm. Instead of it just ending and him getting tackled and the game being over, um, it went into overtime and the Seahawks won, you know, incredibly, unforeseeably, you know, total miracle. So it was just, it was very emotional for me, this story. Like, yeah. if I'd, I think yeah. I've read it before, and I think when I read it last year or whatever, um, you know, oh, that was an exciting game. That's kind of sad, kind of melancholy, but yeah. it was kind of a different dimension. That's fun. Sorry. Right. Martin's grim portents didn't come true. Yeah. The still has its magic, I guess. <laughs> Unless something horrible happens okay. before well, 2016. Yeah, we'll see, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. One more yeah. year to, for it all to fall apart. 
Um, well, I'm glad to have returned to podcasting with you all, and Yay. I have to go. Um, okay, thanks for yeah, joining us. Of course, us. good to yeah. talk to you all yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody. And thanks, everyone out there for listening. Uh, check us out at bastardsofkingswave.wordpress.com or bok.podcastadviceandfire.com. Yeah, and we'll continue our George uh, verse and Martin Sphere reviews in the future. Probably still short stories because they're easier to, to handle than the books right now for records. Yeah, it's. I think it would also kind of feel weird. I mean, not that we shouldn't do it or whatever, but it would feel weird after the amount of depth that we managed to do on a twenty-page story to suddenly yeah. <laughs> have to do a, oh, you know, a novel. Ten episodes. Yeah. 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 Marathon. Longer than the world of Ice. Yeah. Chapter by chapter. Well, we'll Silmarillion reread. We'll just uh, yeah. come up with like some simulated people to podcast for us instead. Yeah. Like, we'll just create the yeah. yeah that, Put it into a computer. See what insights they come up with. That's, that's, that's when Duncan couldn't make it. We're like, oh, we'll just put somebody yeah, to yeah, yeah. the computer. <laughs> yeah. We'll put in his characteristics. He, he's from <laughs> Australia and he's, he's, he's yes, yeah. Yeah. male. They'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> There's not too much. I mean, he's a guy from Australia. Like, I think we're probably good. There's so many, so many things I can say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good day. You know. Yeah. All that on the box. Just me spamming. Like, yeah. Stuff. Just pat. Say his slogans. <laughs> it sounds a little weird to me. But and that, but that we can see like how the different podcasters would have been together. Like people that can't hold yeah, together. Exactly. Would have been, yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Put all their episodes. The great hosts of the past. One computer and. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mark Maron and <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> All right, that was good. We did an early morning recording. Just send me your records, uh, okay? Because okay. I might need them. Very early yeah. recording. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to put it, nice put it job, together Jim. tomorrow. So yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Have guys. See you guys later. Yeah.